Hello everyone, welcome to Crimes, Relationships, and the Madness of Life with Ruthless and the Wolf. Hey everybody, it's the Wolf here. We're in the middle of uh, actual recording in a restaurant in Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know, hey, the wolf gets hungry, it's time to eat, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, this episode we're actually going to talk about my period in my life when I was dating married women. I don't know what the deal was. They just flocked to me. Maybe it was because I was a personal trainer and I was a young, wild bastard. Maybe all the above. But anyway, I'm not sure which one to begin with. So it's an interesting fact. Okay. Oh, actually, I, I think I do have one. Here I am, mid-20s. I'm in the I wouldn't say the best shape of my life. I don't think I hit that until my early 30s, but I was in exceptional shape. Solid muscle, a little crazy, but I was going to uh, college down in Northern Illinois. And it was weird, because I had to go to this junior college before I went to NIU. And at this junior college, there would be, you know, MILFs there also. And who doesn't know what a MILF is? Well, let me just remind you, it's a mom I'd like to fuck. And of course, there's a lot of them. Well, at this college, I was shocked that I saw them. And it was weird, in one of my classes, we had one. She was a beautiful, buxom, reddish, brown-haired gal that was jubilant. And ironically, her 18-year-old daughter was going to the same school simultaneous, which made this funny. Anyway, so all the guys in the class found her attractive, like, oh my God, look at how hot she is, blah, blah, blah. You know, but she had to be probably closer to 40. Yeah, she was probably early 40s. And I was about 25. And all these other guys didn't know how to say hi or anything. They were, like, they didn't have the fortitude. They were embarrassed to say hi to a woman. I don't know. Younger dudes are weird. So I was like, look, guys, I'm just going to go over and say hi. And I'm going to get her phone number because I think that's the right thing to do. And the guys that I went to class with, they're like, no, no, it's not. So I just walked up to her in between class one time, and I said, hi, how's it going? Uh, I'm Scott. Uh, you're in my class. I've seen you. And some of the other guys seen you. They just sit and drill over you. How about uh, we go to lunch sometime? And she was like, sure, I don't really know anybody over here, so that'd be cool. She gave me her phone number. And... Uh, <laughs> it's that easy. Well, the irony is we never went to lunch. Okay, so when I first moved down to Illinois, I was living, uh, my mom and I had a townhouse together. We bought a townhouse. This is my birth mom. When I was getting to know my birth mom, because I had known her for a short period of time. So I figured better, what better way to get to know my birth mom than we live together, right? My birth mom's an accountant. She was at work and I was going to college full time. Plus I was just working a part-time job as a bouncer at a club in Northern Illinois. And, uh, so my classes were spread out and it was funny was she calls me the next day this gal and sadly i don't remember her name i can't i can't forget her body or her face but i just can't remember her name Jeez. i know is that sad it's mean that's not mean it was just it was a nuance in life you know you don't forget the people you just don't remember them clearly all the time but uh anyway so here's the irony she was like uh Hey, what are you doing? Calls me up at like 8.30 in the morning. And I was like, um, I'm at home, I'm in bed, and I'm about to take a shower, and then I got class at like 10 a.m. This is like 8.30 in the morning. She's like, well, I'm not too far away. Where do you live? How far away from uh, the college? I said, I don't know, six, seven minutes. She goes, well, send me the address. So I sent her the address. Next thing you know, 
she knocks on the door literally a few minutes later so I was like okay cool so I open the door invite her in we're having some coffee she, and I said well I gotta go take a shower before you know before class and whatnot so you know I cooked some food really quick I was sharing some you know eggs with her and stuff so I go downstairs to take a shower and then just to be funny I yelled down her I said yeah hey come on down here once so she actually did and I'm in the shower next thing you know she was sucking my dick in the shower, right? Ew. In the shower, and then we went directly over to the bed, and we're having sex. It was that quick, the first date. There was no lunch involved. Lunch was sex. Dang. Yeah, and I was like, so I didn't know she was married now at this time. Get this. So she's married? She was married. I didn't know she was married. She didn't tell me she was married. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so check this out. So... Fucking, you know, I'm 25. I'm on the top of my game. I'm fucking the dog shit out of her, trying to just beat that pussy to death, right? I got flipping her into different positions, and okay. you know, yeah, okay. I know being descriptive for you is a little on. bit, but you know, the people want to hear this. Anyway, so here I am. I, you know, we're having sex aggressively for about an hour and a half, and she gets off a couple times. She's telling me to stop. She goes, "Can you stop?" She goes. I can't take it anymore. I said, "What? What? What's wrong?" I said, "It's is it bad? What's the deal?" She goes, "No, I got off already three times. I'm good." And I said, "What? Your husband doesn't fuck you like that?" And, and the list was that this one after she told me she was married. She told me she was married. By the way, excuse me. In the middle of sex, so I didn't stop. Then she asked me to stop. Then I was. That's when I asked her. I said, "So your husband doesn't fuck you like that?" Well, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna stop? Well, you're not a guy, so I can't ask I that question. No comment. No comment. Yeah, so that was the the craziest part was she told me in the middle of having sex she was married, but then wanted me to stop after she had three orgasms. But I didn't get off yet. No. So we kept having sex for a little while longer. Then I still couldn't get off because I was like, She's married? Is she really married? No, that's But she had beautiful fake tits. The, she wasn't out of shape. She was in good shape for her age, she had a beautiful body. Why'd she cheat on her husband? Because he didn't have sex with her that often. Why? I don't know. Um, but he used to make her feel bogus, too. She told me he used to say that she was fat, out of shape, and she wasn't. She was not. Okay, my question is, why are men like that? What, because he was, when she showed me a picture of him, he was fat and out of shape. Oh, he was projecting. He was trying to belittle her in order to make himself feel better. When I was a personal trainer at the same period, you know how many married women actually would come up to me and tell me stuff like that about their relationship? Yeah. They would literally confess all the relationships. Yeah, please. They would literally confess the relationship problems to me within the first session or the second session. Yeah, without a doubt. Is that crazy or what? Like, I became... Thank you. I became their... Like confidant and their life coach, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, they're probably lonely. They're starved for attention. It's it's really sad. You're honestly. a masseuse. You get that all the time, don't you? Get people confessing weird things to you. Don't lie to me. Yeah, I, you do. I have. I feel like my my clients, for the most part, are very respectful. If anything, I find the lonely people are the ones who. And recently, it's been happening a lot more. Try to solicit sex. Oh, wow. And um, 
you know, as a professional massage therapist, I, I've been really just not interested in that. And obviously, in a lot of reasons why, but it's just, it's sad. I feel like there's been a couple guys who have ejaculated on the table and, um, when, when I have left the room and when another therapist left the room for her client and we had separate clients who did this. And what, what it came down to is from my understanding of both of these men, because I knew both of them, the other client had gone to multiple therapists in the, in the building. And from just from talking to him, I could kind of tell that his relationship was bad with his wife. And, you know, like they had just had their second child and things seemed a little like, and he didn't go into detail, but he kind of mentioned it. And then the other client... Um, my client who did it was I mean he was just an asshole to his wife and so I'm sure it was an unhealthy relationship because I was I mean and he would make really rude jokes about women like he would come in with my wife is fat jokes my wife is this jokes and I didn't appreciate it so he was Indian and he asked me to tell him jokes and I started telling him Hindu jokes I started looking up I was looking up really racist jokes I was sick of his that's funny. Wait, I just wait. So this guy and the other guy both ejaculated on the well on the, one on the tables. One with the other guy with another therapist, and the thing is, he was such a nice guy. I don't know that he did it. He was from a different country. Both guys were from different countries too, so I don't know if that has anything to do with us like drawing that in. But yeah, so the other guy was really nice and personable, and I feel like he was trying with his wife, but it was just hard because they were two very different personalities. Was my understanding. Um, but it just, obviously that's just not appropriate for whatever reason he thought it was. It wasn't. And anyway, so yeah, we just, we were like, please don't come back. And then with my guy, yeah, he knew it. I feel like he did it because he knew I didn't like him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. People are crazy. Yeah. Well, that brings me back to, so it proves a good point though, is that people have different motivations, but a lot of them are lonely. So with women, it's. But you know what I find with women, though, is especially this. A man can buy them all the gifts they want, all the flowers they want, take care of their family, right? But the minute the guy stops telling them they're beautiful, stops tending to their sexual needs, that's the minute, that is the minute that women start to look yeah. elsewhere. I can see that. That's a fact. And that's not from, I don't even need to ask a woman's opinion. I know that's a fact based upon all the married women that I trained over the years. Because they were all like that. The ones that were happily married, never once did they ever even, you yeah. know, hit me to, you know, solicit sex or, or uh, you know, spadmouth their husband or... They don't need the attention. Yeah, they didn't. You know, they were just looking for exercise training program. But the ones that weren't, which was 70 to 80 percent, they were... Yeah, that's a huge percent, and it was legit, too. It didn't matter the age. But the older they were, once they were hit, like, 28 to 45, that's when it really became prominent. Yeah. It was like, wow, they were just unhappy all the time. So going back to this, that one gal that I had sex with, we ended up having sex a couple other times, but she was, her husband was the head of the fire department for Rockford, Illinois. Oh, jeez. So I didn't know this, you know. I didn't know that, but... Later on, it became affected me in a way that I ran into him in public when I was with Anne. He knew who you were. No, no, no. He didn't know who I was because I wasn't that I wasn't that prominent in society yet. 
I didn't own the stores yet, so I was still a, a nobody at that point, thank God. Okay. But later on, I had, once I became store owners and uh, an owner of two stores and was with Ann, we ran into him at a festival one time and I saw her a while later. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Ann, there's that gal I was married that I've had sex with. Okay, so let's digress to another one. Okay, so a non... Ann, how did Ann respond to that? Ann was like, eh, whatever. She knew my past, she knew me. Okay. I actually Anyways. cheated on Ann, so she knew. I cheated on Ann. She, she cheated on me with her husband. So, it was kind Awkward. of a... It's messed up. Yeah, she was still married the whole time. We were in a relationship for three years. Yeah. She couldn't get divorced because if she did, then her kids wouldn't have uh, insurance. And the one had spina bifida, which was a problem with the spine where he could die at any moment if he didn't have constantly care because he's had multiple surgeries. Yeah. So we were between a rock and a hard place. We were both in love with each other and sexually wanted each other all the time. But uh, we couldn't go long-term past that point when it came to the point where the ex-husband slash husband and their dad said, hey, this is it. I will take the insurance off the kids if you don't come back to me. And that was it. She had to go back, even though he abused her. So that's where she went, because she was a strong woman. She would tolerate anything for her kids. She loved them to death, and I didn't hold it against her. But we'll give back to Anne, because I think Anne needs a couple episodes to herself, just because Anne was an exceptionally awesome lady, highly intelligent. She learned stuff about surgeries for her kids that most doctors don't know the specifics on, except they're specialists. She learned stuff like that. That's how smart she was. Wow. Without a college education, by the way. That's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. I used to use her as my backup when I was selling drugs in large quantities. I would have her analyze people for me. She could analyze people in a room in a matter of seconds. And then she would tell me what, what, the, what was the tra- transparency, what was the, what was the changes, what uh, did she see emanating, what was said, how did it, what was it perceived the minute I stepped in the room, the minute I stepped out. Very vigilant, very good at observing people. She knew how to manipulate people really well, too. Oh, yeah. Do you think she ever manipulated you? Yeah, but we discussed that. I would catch her. Yeah. She didn't ever do it intentionally. It was out of love. She was in love with me. I manipulated her, too. That's the way life goes sometimes. Manip- Sounds like Wuthering Heights. <laughs> like what? Wuthering Heights is dramatic, manipulative love. The heart, yeah, you know, the heart, when you get to that level of want, love, desire, and all that simultaneously on a level that you can't control, because it's so much, it's inundated, it's everywhere in your life with that person, you want to manipulate the situation harshly, even if you shouldn't, because your need and desire for them is so great, it's overwhelming. Yeah, I don't know, I think love is very chemical, and it can be controlled, um, so yeah, I don't know. Okay, so let's go. Let's go back to it. There's another. There's another one. Okay, so during the same period of my life, while I was in college, I had a buddy of mine, Sean. His girlfriend was a hot milf that was rich. She had a friend. She wanted to set me up with because I had sugar gliders. Now, granted, I was selling drugs at this time. So sugar I, gliders. Yeah. So sugar gliders. I'm sorry. It's an animal. That's an Australian marsupial. It's kind of like a flying squirrel, but it's an omnivore, so it eats other animals, it eats fruit. Pretty cool. It's a little fuzzy creature. Let's look it up online, sugar glider. But anyway, so I had a few of them, 
she had one. I needed somebody to take care of my sugar ladders whenever I traveled up north, you know, to get rid of my 50 pounds a week that I was selling. Uh, so she decided to introduce us. Her name, I, I, I can't, I, you know, I want to put people's names out there, but we'll, we'll just say it was, I'll say it's Carrie. It's close to the way it sounds, but it wasn't. It's not. Her name, well, her, I'm going to say her name was Carrie, but I don't think it's appropriate to put people's real names out no, there. No, no, I'm just trying to figure out anyway. what it would be. Okay, so she liked me. She was a, a, a gal who was a little bit older, late 30s, early 40s. She had a daughter who was uh, 19, I was just as hot. Um, she was skinny, big chested, smoking body, guys drooled over her. She worked for medical pain management, so she had a decent amount of money, had her own house. When we were within a week of seeing each other and having sex the first time, she decides she wants to give me the key to her house. So I take the key, okay, that's cool. And she's like, oh, there's always food, whatever you want. You and your friends can come over and get food. Give me a heads up, I'll cook some food, some cookies, whatever you want. I'm like, okay, that doesn't seem weird. Okay, not Seems too normal. Okay, sure, sure, okay. But she hadn't, I didn't know, and nobody told me, that she hadn't been, had sex in like five years. So. Who was going to tell you that? Well, I was hoping she would or her friend. She didn't tell me until much later. So. I'm the type of guy that likes to go down on a woman and get an orgasm on my face before I even go there. Oh, okay. I know. I know it's being graphic, but listen. Yeah. They want to hear this. This is the way it is. It's what transpired. Yeah. You tell so, your story, Scott. Anyway, oh. so... Look, 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 look. That's what... Am I... I'm not going to even ask you if I'm wrong or not because that then you probably don't even want to share that personal information. So it's, we're going to leave this ruthless to just my stories because... Yeah, you know me so well. I Well, if you want to share some personal sexual stories later, we'll definitely make an episode nope, about that. that will not happen. Okay. That is not a thing. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, Gary, after having sex a couple of times, because she hadn't had orgasms in a while, uh, became a little obsessed, and I didn't know that. And I was the type of guy that, I had a type of, type, type of guy that had more than one girl on the oh, side. Yeah, for sure, you rotated. Because I own stores and I own my own house and I had everything I wanted, why would I be married at this point? So the weird part was was that I was like, "Hey Sherry, uh, you want to hang out?" She's like, "Sure." So then I invite my buddy over and he would get high with her and smoke weed because she smoked weed, and then we would you know have sex in the evening or whatever, and then that'd be it. Well, she would come to my store. She started coming to my store just randomly and say, "Hey, what's going on? How's it going?" And I was like, well, she didn't know where I lived. None of the ladies I dated, except Ann, knew where I lived. During that whole period of my life when I owned those stores and when I was in college at the beginning and all that. Smart move. Yeah. Well, anyway, somehow, during this scenario, she found out the address to my folks' house up north and sent a formal letter to my parents in a medical pain management envelope that looked official. And inside it said, hey, can you please get a hold of Scott? Or just send back his address, please. <laughs> or call his number. She got your home address from your no, parents? No, my parents' home address. Not yeah, mine. But so no no no. My mom's not dummy. So I've dated multiple do? I've dated multiple women my whole life. Crazy women. Yeah, my mom was my mom calls me up and she goes, I got a letter from this place called Medical Pain Management and it didn't ring. It didn't ring a bell, right? 
Oh, jeez. And, and, and I was You're like... You're kidding me. No, no, no. So they call me. You know, I live in Illinois. They live in Green Bay. So then she's she's like, yeah, it says that we should call this number and give uh, Carrie your, your address because she needs to get a hold of you for something. Are you okay? You know, she made it seem like it was official. She was sneaky. So, my, you know, obviously my folks didn't do that. Anyway... So then she turned around and got my brother had a shop down in Illinois too. Yeah. You know, two shops actually. So she went to my brother's shop, asked my brother where I lived. Then she got a hold of my buddy that had worked on one of her cars for her, asked him, was calling him to find out where I lived. Why did she want to know where you live? She was in love with me. Okay, she's crazy. Oh, yeah, beyond crazy. Now listen, okay, so. Oh, oh, yes, this gets good. Carrie gets crazy, crazier. So I was like, I started seeing she was getting crazy, right? What'd she do? What was, like, one of your, like, inklings? She just kept, she would show up at the store randomly, you know, in my store. And then she was getting, when I found out she got a hold of all my family and friends, found out where I live, I knew I was in a bind. I didn't know what to do. So then, um, and then I kind of liked fucking her, too, which was crazy because she was fucking hot. And she was good in bed. She used to, like, you know, she let me do whatever I wanted to her. It's not, I mean, good, it was good. Okay. Right. Anyway, so, but she was so sweet when it came to cooking food for me and all my friends. So I was like, hey, Perron, my good friend Perron, good dude, solid dude. He worked out in the gym a little bit. He wasn't fat. He was a decently good dude. But they smoked weed together. So I tried setting him up with her. And he goes, Scott, every time I go over to smoke weed with, with Carrie, she's asking where you're at, how to get a hold of you, how's Scott doing? That's all she talks about, other than, you know, we're smoking weed to space. It always leads back to that. I'm like, fuck, bro. So then finally, I get a hold of my, the, the, the chef that was living with me, and I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over to Menards, and the only way you can get rid of a crazy lady, everybody tell me, is you got to use her for money. It's the only way you can get rid of her. Oh, yeah, that would work. Right. You'd get rid of me. Okay, so check this out. So I went to Menards and had him beat me with a 2 by 4 It was funny because his dad and his kid was there. And I, and I asked the kid, you want to hit me with a 2 by 4 too, boy? And they were like, they were just looking at me crazy because I took my shirt off and let uh, this friend of mine, I'm going to say his name is okay. Carl, but let him beat me with a 2 by 4 So, Because here was the gang. I got jumped by some Italian mob because I owed him money. So I called him up and said, look, Carrie... I got jumped by the Italian mob. I owed him some money. And uh, I don't know what to do. They kind of fucked me up. And next time it could be bad. Worse. And so when she saw my back all fucked up, she knew it was serious. She's like, well, how much do you need? I'm like, I think it's like right around 10 G's now. So the, literally the next day, the next day, no shit. I'm sitting in my store. My, my business partner's not there yet. Right? No. She shows up before he comes in about like 3.45, sits on my lap, and slaps down right on the counter an envelope. She goes, open that. So I open the she envelope. She did not. 10 Gs. So we're going to see how this goes, right? This is what I'm thinking. You're insane. So I took the 10 Gs, and I'm like, you sure? I really shouldn't take this, Carrie. She's like, no, take it. I'm worried. So she gives me the 10 Gs. I said, technically, I found out the, it, the final interest comes to $650. So the very next day, right? So I tell my business partner this, right, for the story. He's like, listen, dude, you might end up dead. 
So I'm praying for you is what he said. He's an Italian guy too. He goes, dude, you're, you're fucking nuts. Anyway, so, so. I'm done. Continue. Right, the next day, she comes to the store with a stack of books. And I'm like, what's this in her hand? With her, yeah, no, it was that was without her friend. Never mind. Stack of books and another envelope. And she gives me, she goes, here's the 650. And she goes, and I said, what's these books? She goes, you need a collector car. I said, a collector car? I have a collector car, that Monza. She goes, no, you need a nice, nice collector car. She goes, find one. I'll buy it for you. I said, are you sure? She goes, yeah. She goes, I want you to move in. She wants to be your sugar mama. Yeah, she wanted me to marry her. Anyway, so, and I'm trying to get rid of her. Uh, I know, I'm trying to get rid of her. She asked me to move in. Dude. Yeah, look, 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 okay, so. She was solid. She was there for you. Yeah, 10G, yeah. like that. I know, it was crazy, though. That's how I knew I was Take fucked. it. No, I was trying to get out. I didn't think she was going to give me 10Gs. I thought she was going to leave. I love it. Continue. So, so she gave me these books, and I was like, all right, let's see how far this goes. So I was like, well, I'm not going to use these books. I'm going to call some buddies of mine and find out where's a good place to get a hot rod. So I called my buddies that have hot rods, and they told me to go to racingjunk.com online. Jeez. So I look, and I found an old-school Chevelle for 33000 So I showed it to her. I said, can I get that? She goes, how much is it? I said, I can talk them down to maybe like thirty-three. She goes, yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk to the bank. So she goes to talk to the bank, gets all of me, and like two days later, she goes, tell the guy to make it happen. She goes, I'm going to give you... So I called the guy, and I said, how can we do that? He goes, well, you're going to have to drive down and have a car hauler to haul it back. So I hurried up and found a car hauler online. And then the car hauler I paid for, which cost me like $843 to be exact. And she's paying for the car. So she gave me a cashier's check for like 20-some thousand and then the rest in cash, right? So here's... So she had 20000 cash. No, no, no. It was a cashier's... she gave you 10000 cash. She went and took she a loan. I didn't know that. She cash. went took a loan. She went and took a loan. Oh, man. Jesus, yeah. Hmm. You're a dirtball. Anyway, so check this out. Anyway, so she gives me the cashier's check, and it says for a six, uh, a 65 Cheval, blah, blah. Or no, it says, yeah, for 65 Cheval collector card, right? Okay. So I had to provide <clears throat> some information or whatever on it. You know what I mean? Way forward when she applied for it. So... But they didn't talk to the people down there in Oklahoma. So she borrows her fucking car to me and buddy Carl to drive down to Oklahoma to get this car. And a car hauler's meeting us there. We're driving at like 120 miles an hour, running over tires, shooting them out the back on the highway. Because, you know, when you, once you hit some of those highways out that way, they're desolate. They're desolate. We're just acting stupid with a car. And he's, yeah, I was a madman back then. So... We get there. On the way there, I'm calling my attorney friend. I got an attorney friend, you know, for selling dope. I would ask him questions. He's representing me. I said, hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. Van Dan. I'm not going to say his real name, but I said, hey, he's retired now, but he's, I still want to besmirch his name. I said, now, if I was to change the identification on his cashier's check, something else, a little bit with the black pen that matched. Would there be any way for that her bank to collect that car from me? Or would that be completely mine if I had the title? And he goes, it'd be completely yours. Not to mention the law for gift, the gift law, 
like for wedding rings and anything else, yeah. she bought it to you as a gift and it's over. And if you register in Wisconsin, since you live in Illinois and all there's three states involved, there's guaranteed no way she can get it. So what did I do? Oh, I changed 65 to 66 on a cashier's check, changed a couple letters on the VIN number, had them cash it that way down there. So when it came through the back to the bank in their system, it's going to show up as one that's not connected to the card that I have. The cashier's check, they had to cash it in Oklahoma to pay off. So, yeah, okay. it was There was a loan on that car from the owner. It was like a $10,000 loan. So when I gave him the cashier's check, he took it to his bank to cash it. When I got cashed, along with the money he had, it freaking came back through their system in the bank, to her bank, to a car that does not exist. So I had the car free and clear. I had the title and everything. And when I was being hauled back, I took it straight up to Wisconsin and registered in Wisconsin. Under somebody else's name. Underneath someone else's name? Under, in not someone else's name. name, not in my name. Oh, okay. So then what? You drove it back? No, I didn't drive it back. It was on a car hauler. Okay. So once it got here, it was in Illinois at my house. Okay. But it was registered in Wisconsin. Yeah. You bring it back, though. Yeah. It got brought back. And then uh, she slowly figured out that I wasn't going to be with her and I wasn't going to pay her. She brought her friend. She wanted me to fuck her and her friend together. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah, it was crazy. She had this weird, like, goth friend that they were in, they were bi or something. So weird. It just yeah. gets weirder. You think? <laughs> weirder. Look, I don't, I don't know what to make of any of it. And then get this. Get this. Okay, so she would show up every once in a while until she finally figured out she's not getting money. She's not going to see the car. It's over. Right? Yeah. She just stopped showing off. Right? Which I was shocked. She finally got the hint after all that. Right? So then... She didn't come after you? How? I she told her, I said... She didn't up your store? She didn't come, like... I mean, that level of stalker, I'm surprised. And the fact that you extorted so much money out of her. Like... I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm amazed she didn't... Her. I'm amazed she didn't lose her shit and just decide, hey, I'm gonna fuck his shit up. Yeah, she could have done any of the things. I mean, that's what my business partner thought was going to happen. I thought it was possible, but I didn't give a fuck. Anyway, so... <laughs> I know I took a chance there, didn't I? She could have brought a gun and just shot me, for all I know. I didn't even think of that. But, you know, that's I was... so bizarre. I was young and crazy, so I didn't give a fuck. You're definitely crazy. Yeah, and... A couple more minutes. Anyway, so, uh... Going to, uh... At that point... Then she disappears, and then a couple years goes by, and I'm driving into Illinois, right, from Wisconsin, and I see her daughter on the highway, and her daughter starts chasing me. In the car? Her daughter's in a car. Chasing you? Oh, jeez. So then what? Apparently, she got a hold of her mom, and next thing you know, on my Facebook account, bloop, there she is hitting me up to add as a friend. With another guy on her picture. Well, she probably wanted to cuss you out or something. I don't no. know. No. She was to send me a message. Hi, how's it going? My daughter saw you. She wanted to reconnect. She still wanted to reconnect. No. No, she wanted to murder you at that point. You think so? Oh, she probably hated your guts. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I don't see... 
I don't see how she could have any good feelings towards you once, and maybe she didn't realize it, but that that would be a level of stupidity. But then, so is spending, what did she spend on you, 40000 650 Like forty four or 45000 Yeah. Because it was thirty three for the car, plus ten, plus six hundred. Yeah. yeah. Forty four. Forty four thousand. Shoot. That she's not the only gal that gave me tons of money. Don't tell this to my man, because I'm not. I ain't no sugar mama. I, I, I. She's not the only married woman that gave me a ton of money. But there was another. She one was I, married. Oh yeah, that's right. She wasn't married. She's the only one that wasn't married. Okay, so. You had more women give you money? Yeah, married women usually. She was the only one, Carrie was the only one that wasn't married that became a stalker and paid me all kinds of money for stupid shit. I still don't understand. That's so weird. It is weird. I never, you know, like, until her, I didn't become stalked. You know, I didn't know what's, a lot of guy never gets stalked. I was stalked by her. Yeah. You know, I had a stalker once. I'm sure you did, multiple. No, no, just one. As far as I know, just one. And it wasn't really exciting, but he did show up in my workplace. Oh, that's not cool. Super awkward. I mean, can you imagine a massage client coming in, this guy? And he wouldn't leave. He was like, I'm not leaving until you make a date with me. I was like, you already had your chance. Wow. Well, this guy took my food home. So he, we met at church. After church, he asked me to go get coffee. And I was like, honestly, sure. You know, like as friends, like we just met. And then we stayed as friends. Like, I was not interested. I let him know I wasn't interested. He was just this scrawny, this scrawny pale kid that smelled weird, you know? And I was, I didn't have a lot of friends, so I thought I'd be friends with him. So then... Oh, that was your first mistake. That was my first mistake. Yeah, so he kept begging me to go on a date with him. And finally, I was like, yeah, sure. You know what? Because he's like, let me treat you right. Let There's just, your second mistake. Let me just, I want to I want to give you the world. Like, let me just take you out on one date. This is me patting her do. on the back for her, her, her guilelessness. <laughs> so I go fancy restaurant, um, you know, in the area. And really nice place, actually. Like, I haven't really been back since, but it was fantastic. But I just ordered a pizza. I couldn't even read the menu because it was in another language. And, um... Anyways, so I ate one slice. I wasn't hungry, which is weird. You know that. And um, anyways, so this guy eats all his food. At the end of the date, he asks the waiter for a box. And I'm like, well, that's weird, you know, but okay, you know, taking initiative. And then he starts boxing my food up. And I'm like, that's super weird. You don't box your date's food up unless they ask you to or there's like this weird understanding. I don't know. There wasn't an understanding. So he boxes my food up and he looks up across the table and he goes, I'm so excited to have this for lunch tomorrow. And then he starts boxing it again, and he looks back up at me, and he's like, you okay if I take it? And I'm just sitting there, like, inside, I'm just pissed. I'm like, as soon as he said he was going to take my food, I just about <laughs> lost my shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So we stay friends. A year later, he's like, why won't you date me? And I'm like, because you took my pizza home. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst reason. And he's like... <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just like, you didn't, I wouldn't have taken it. You should have said no. And I was like, you shouldn't have asked. Oh, it was like wow. so funny. But anyway, so we quit talking after that. And then he showed up at my workplace. It was like super awkward. So I don't know. I don't get it. Some people are weird. But he didn't offer me money. It might have worked a little better. Just saying. Oh, wow. Then you would have been pouring yourself out for money. 
I'll wait because I've already done that, so I guess it don't matter. Yeah. Well, you can't judge me for it. And honestly... <laughs> you got me. Touche. Honestly, I, can't, I can't judge Ruthless for that because I have done it. Honestly, I've never done that, and I never would. But this guy was very Christian, so he probably... He did spend a lot of money on me. Like, he bought me a necklace for Christmas one year, and just... It was beautiful, and I found out later it was, like, a $250 necklace, which for a little country boy to buy is just, like, you know, that's over the top. And then... Yeah, he bought me, like, a huge box of chocolate-covered strawberries for Valentine's Day. It was cute. I mean, it wasn't all out, but it was cute from someone who I was, like, absolutely, like, no, no, like, get out of here. Right. It's just, the thing I hate the most about people like that hitting on me is it always makes me think of the people I wish would, you know? Where you just think about the people that you do like who just Well, see, here's what you gotta do to get rid of that. And I came with a philosophy in life years ago, and I learned it from some older people that were much wiser than me. If you feel like you have any doubt in your mind that you should do it, then you just do it and live with either the regret, the mistake, or the outcome. Because you can always apologize if you are incorrect. And that's the best goddamn advice I can ever say, because then you go through life with no regrets because you've tried or said or just done Just a lot it. of apologies. Hey, look, I have no problems apologizing if I'm wrong. But at least I can say I tried. There you go. Right or wrong. If you're right, you're right. <laughs> wow. A ruthless agrees with me. Let's mark this one on a calendar. All right. Yeah. I, May I, 31st. <laughs> yeah, May 31st. So I think with that, you guys, I think we're going to call it because it looks like the restaurant's closing. And uh, I think it's a sunny day. We should go s- start the town on fire or something. Who knows? This is the wolf. And ruthless. And we're closing it out today. You take care, y'all. We'll see you soon.